Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security. Welcome back to Connect on Tech. I'm Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security at Baker and McKenzie. So happy today to have two of our great uh, partners, Valerie Mirko and Peter Chan with us. They are from our uh, North American regulation, uh, financial regulation and enforcement practice. Valerie comes to us. She was a former general counsel of the North American Securities Administrators Association. And Peter was a former SEC uh, enforcement official. So Valerie and Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So Valerie and Peter, how has the SEC's focus on cybersecurity evolved regarding financial institutions such as registered investment advisors and broker-dealers? Well, I'll kick it off. I started working on cybersecurity issues in 2014 when I was at NASA, and we were actively collaborating with the SEC as well as other federal regulators. Um, At this point, you know, the core regulations the SEC focuses on from a cybersecurity perspective are Reg SP, um, which is a policies and procedures requirement um, requiring safeguards for the protection of customer records and information, and also Reg SID, which is a red flags identity theft rule that also requires policies and procedures. That said, At this point, the SEC has built up a lot more expertise when it comes to understanding cybersecurity risk. They're not just asking firms about their policies and procedures. They're really testing from a technological and operational perspective. So in that sense, I would say the SEC's focus has really evolved on a keen understanding of what financial institutions are facing and and how to examine for that. And, you know, Valerie, just to jump, um, uh, add to this, you know, the, my former, I came out of the SEC Chicago office and my former colleagues at the SEC Chicago exam and enforcement team have been leading the SEC nationally on uh, first really understanding and learning about cybersecurity issues and, and, and concerns from the uh, financial institution um, side of things, including investment advisors and broker dealers. But I'll tell you that they have quickly more from uh, being understanding of the challenges and, tr- um, and tribulations to looking away from them as victims and more as to what they should and could have done uh, to mitigate the risk. And they have absolutely been focusing on adequacy of policies. And like you said, these are very savvy technical uh, experts who have been diving into the operational side to see where they're up to snuff. Yeah, no, that's great. So that makes perfect sense. You know, in a world of uh, evolving and increasing threats um, from nation state actors to financial crime to just hacktivists trying to disrupt things, it makes perfect sense that um, the SEC would be, you know, diving into Make, making sure that companies are sort of very active in actually implementing um, really good controls and protections uh, for um, for information. So beyond just looking more closely at exactly that, how are these things being operationalized? Are there key priorities and concerns that we know the SEC examination staff is going to be looking at for, for cyber? Well, exam priorities come out every January, um, and the now Division of Examinations, formerly OC, 
usually publishes pretty extensive priorities that include cybersecurity priorities, and then sometimes also publishes follow-on focus priorities on cybersecurity. Obviously, this year has seen a change in administration. The, the chair um, is currently vacant at the SCC. There's a chair vacancy. So we're seeing that these priorities have been slightly delayed and that they have not yet been issued. That said, I would expect the Division of Examinations to continue its focus of the last few years, as Peter said, on really looking at how these policies and procedures are operationalized. And there's a real expectation, I have to tell you, Brian, um, from regulators in the financial services sector that firms continue to update and strengthen their policies and procedures and cybersecurity programs on an ongoing basis to really meet the different threats that are coming out um, in, in the market. And as we've talked about, um, the staff, the exam staff really has the capability to test for the technological and operational compliance. Something I did want to highlight, which I expect to see more of this year when the priorities do come out, is the SEC exam staff has also expressed strong concern with compromised client login credentials. And that's just been an increasing issue with COVID and the current landscape. So I would expect that to get um, sort of prime real estate in terms of key priorities regarding cybersecurity. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, we certainly have seen that just sort of across the board, uh, you know, aside from the SEC considerations, just the the remote connectivity that everybody has been, you know, thrown into overnight with COVID, you know, creates a bigger surface area and certainly, um, you know, a, a lot of risks for um, uh, vulnerabilities, whether it's a ransomware attack or otherwise, based on that kind of um, remote connectivity. Um, Peter, in, in your experience, especially defending one of the first SEC cybersecurity enforcement cases against a financial institution, what are some of the keys that you think would trigger uh, enforcement interest by the SEC? Yeah, from you know my interaction with the staff, particularly in uh, defending investment advisor in in, in 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 this arena, I think you know this, uh, the SEC starts with the low hanging fruit and then move up. And I think the low hanging fruit initially was really just uh, inadequate or lack of basic written process and procedures uh, from from what they've seen, particularly uh, after, in the aftermath of a breach. They'll come back and say, "What what were your procedures?" And and to uh, and they would love to. Uh, they in fact end up doing cases where there were inadequate procedures. Then they move to the next next step, which is okay. Here's a breach, uh, and you do have procedures. Did you actually follow all of the procedures? And I think in the Voya case, uh, that was the evolution of the next next step, which is to uh, to say you you guys had great procedures, but your people were not adequately trained on the procedures procedures such that when there was a phishing attack. Um, um, people, including folks at the core center, did not follow what was needed. I do think also from an enforcement mindset, they're always trying to think about ways to use an enforcement case to establish what should be good best practice. We, we call it rulemaking by enforcement, and it's quite controversial. And in the cybersecurity area, I think the staff in enforcement is very aware of what the industry standard is. And uh, they will often try to use an enforcement case to say you should have done that because it's so widely accepted and available in terms of best practice. Yeah, I think that's that's always going to be the risk, right, is that 
Um, you know, these event, uh, uh, threats are, are constantly evolving. You can think about something as simple as phishing. Well, the, the social engineering, the amount of effort that somebody can put into a social engineering attack, you know, can be quite tricky to ascertain, right? It gets, it kind of continues to push the envelope. So, you know, keeping up with training, it's one thing to say we've done some training, but are you really pushing that to make sure people are aware of the latest threats and the, the the latest how these things kind of present so that they're able to ascertain, you know, oh gosh, this is a fish, you know, that sort of thing. So um, what about looking ahead in terms of uh, the SEC under the new administration? What are we what are we expecting there? Well, I think that's where we really need to talk about the recent market turmoil. And I just think regulators across the board, but especially the SEC, will expect that financial institutions factor in this turmoil as opposed to, you know, it's really kind of a real life stress test and really identify whether adjustments need to be made within their cybersecurity programs. And that's a that's generally an expectation. The, these issues are dynamic, as you know, Brian. They keep changing in terms of what the various threats are. But I think just this recent market turmoil um, is just going to add to that pressure in terms of financial institutions having to really take a look at that. And, and Valley and, and Brian, just to put on my former hat as an SEC enforcement official, I'll tell you, the recent GameStop and market turmoil event really, you know, further, um, uh, frankly, great concern for the regulators as to whether the existing cybersecurity uh, process and procedures uh, by financial institutions are good enough uh, based on uh, this this recent market stress. You know, the, the, the wake-up call here for the regulators and I think for the industry is that in the past, the concern has always been cybersecurity breach in the financial market for people to do market manipulation inside of trading, to make money. And you can kind of stop predicting what they might do based on that. But with the recent turmoil, you're looking at crowds of people on social media and then through trading, really doing things to disrupt the market, to, to really target certain uh, uh, institutions, even if they would do so by losing money on their own and not caring about where they will profit. This kind of motivation uh, to disrupt the market, either by individuals or crowds or using um, you know, social media is, is highly problematic. Just to give you an example, imagine a situation when uh, if people want to target particular institutions by hijacking through cybersecurity breach uh, a trading account or even a Twitter account to spread rumors. Those are, I think, the new concerns by the regulators. And I think the expectation, as Rally said, is that the financial institutions from a compliance standpoint need to factor in this new normal um, in, in making sure that the system and process is up to snuff. Perfect. Okay, we will leave it there. Uh, Valerie Mirko and Peter Chan, two key members of Baker McKenzie Financial Regulation and Enforcement Practice. Thanks so much for being with us. We look forward to having you back. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com or visit our website at bakermckenzie.com.